0: This is Health Yeah! Your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins.
1: They say the eyes are the window to the soul, and if that's true, shouldn't we do all that we can to protect them? Today, we're taking a closer look at the issue facing children's eyesight, how the pandemic may be partially to blame, the connection between vision and dementia, and we've all seen them, the rash of those viral TikTok videos floating around, promoting home-based remedies to improve our eyesight. Our expert weighs in. Plus, what foods can help boost your vision? We're shining a light on the importance of eye health straight ahead on Prescription for Life. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Monica Robbins. Many of us are glued to screens most of the day, the kids at school, adults at work. Then we come home and we start watching TV. Your eyes are getting a serious workout. Tired eyes may be harmless, but the eye strain can lead to dry eyes, which can make them itchy, red, sometimes even painful. Doctors are also seeing another vision pop up with all the screen time, and our Texas station KCEN has that story.
0: Studies show myopia cases, more known as nearsightedness, are expected to rise to 52% by the year 2050. The eye kind of elongates. And so that has started the uh, glands that help to keep the eye moist working correctly. There's also an uptick in dry eyes and Waco Vision Source is seeing all the cases. The research that we have now shows why this is such an important thing to be addressing.
2: And so I think sometimes parents are a little bit skeptical. Um, however, we have
0: the research behind us. Jackie Dominguez is one parent who's taken quick action in treating her child's myopia. We definitely lessened screen time um, because nowadays they do A LOT OF schoolwork ON SCREENS, ON COMPUTERS, ON IPADS. THE OVERUSE OF ELECTRONICS, SOMETHING EXPERTS HAVE NOTICED HAS A HUGE IMPACT ON CHILDREN'S EYESIGHT. THEY'RE PROBABLY SPENDING MORE TIME ON SCREENS AT SCHOOL THAN YOU THINK,
2: Um, SO JUST BE AWARE OF HOW MUCH TIME WE'RE SPENDING AT HOME ON SCREENS, TRY TO GO
0: OUTSIDE AS MUCH AS POSSIBLE. TO PREVENT BOTH OF THESE CONDITIONS, WHICH CAN HAVE NEGATIVE LONG-TERM IMPACTS, EXPERTS SAY LIMIT THE SCREEN USE. REMEMBER TO BLINK EVERY 20 MINUTES, AT LEAST 20 TIMES. It's definitely we all need to be taking more screen breaks because we know that since the pandemic and all of us working from home and school from home and things like that, we're just on our
1: screens all the time. Okay, right now, blink a few times, look away for a few seconds, but stay connected to this screen because I want you to learn what you need to know to protect and improve your vision with our Cleveland Clinic expert. Joining me now is Dr. Nicole Byitch, who is an ophthalmologist with Cleveland Clinic Cole Eye Institute. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: We have so many questions to get through about vision issues, but I wanna start with what is the most common vision issue people have that they probably don't even realize they're dealing with?
2: Yeah, so one of the top issues that people don't realize they have, I would say, is probably dry eye. Uh, So, frequently I'll have patients come in to see me saying, oh, I've got this chronic eye infection, I keep getting these crusties or goop at the corners of my eye, or it feels like an eyelash is in there, or I've got some grit or sand in there, and really it just comes down to dry eye of some sort. So I think the most important thing is just to come in to get checked out and and have us uh, direct things from there. What causes dry eye? So there's actually a lot of factors. Uh, you know, As we start to get a little bit older, our hormone levels can change and that can affect things. Uh, certainly you know, certain conditions uh, like having had LASIK, that can contribute to it. Uh, other medical conditions can contribute it too if people cannot close their eyes all the way uh, or if they have something else going on uh, with chemotherapy or things like that. It can also affect the, the surface of our eye.
1: Does hydration
2: matter? Yeah, so it actually uh, can contribute, so I, I do encourage my patients to make sure they're drinking enough water. Uh, sometimes medications like antihistamines can dry people out, uh, and then especially as we're getting into the colder, drier winter months, I recommend that uh, patients get a humidifier at home. And you can get a little desk humidifier, too, so if
1: you're having issues at work, it's a, a nice little way to help make your day more comfortable. So I'm sitting here listening to you, and I deal with dry eye, mm-hmm. and and mine is severe, and one of the interesting things is there's no medication when you start dealing with that pain there is nothing that works to help you relieve that.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah the cornea is one of the most highly innervated parts of the body so you know when you can when you get um, something wrong with it or even just you know severe severe dry eye it can be exquisitely painful. You can imagine paper cuts can be real painful too, but what if that's on your eye? So uh, it's, it's something that, you know, unfortunately many people
1: do struggle with. And one of the things I learned to deal with was I would get saran wrap, literally put some eye gel, night gel in my eye and tape the saran wrap over my eye. And that's how I would sleep with it because I have an issue where I can't close my eyelid all the way. Um, what about the, the get the red out? you know, the, the drops. Can that have an impact on your eyes if you use them too frequently? Yeah, so I, I think
2: that's uh, one of the arch nemeses of uh, eye doctors everywhere. <laughs> so uh, frequently those, those drops that get the red out, uh, by doing so it constricts the blood vessels so that they're you know, teeny tiny, but by doing so you're getting less fluid to the eye. So while it looks nice and white uh, temporarily you're getting less fluid to the eye so the eye frequently gets drier And then once the medication wears off, the red eye comes back with a vengeance. So you get this vicious cycle where, you know, when the eye
1: becomes more red, you say, oh, it's time for more drops. But really, you're just exacerbating the problem. I'm I'm sitting here listening to you. Conjunctivitis is one of those big issues that a lot of people are dealing with, especially as we head into the cold and flu season. Um, What's the best treatment? So really it depends on what's
2: going on. Frequently I have patients come to see me who are convinced that they do have you know, pink eye, but really it comes down to dry eye. So it's really important to have an exam and to really have someone listen to your story to figure out is this really
1: pink eye or is this actually dry eye or something else going on that we need to address. So what are the vision issues that you do not pass go you need to go get medical treatment right away like the floaters blurry vision double vision what are some of the the issues that you wish people would have come to see you much sooner
2: so definitely floaters uh, new floaters are a big one so Sometimes I'll have people come see me and they say, oh, I've had these floaters for eight, nine months and they didn't go away, so I thought I should get them looked at. Now, for a lot of those cases, you know, they didn't have any associated retinal injury, so they end up okay. But you know, I have seen patients who they ignored it because of the pandemic, they didn't wanna come in, uh, but they ended up having an underlying retinal injury that happened with that floater. Didn't come in and it progressed to retinal detachment. And when those are chronic, you know, they can be really devastating. And a lot of times we can't get that vision back, not to a degree that uh, is satisfactory for the patient.
1: You mentioned pandemic, and one of the things we've been seeing is that kids are dealing with more vision issues, and a lot of people are blaming it on the pandemic. Sure. Is that true, and what are the issues? So the biggest one
2: is uh, increasing rates of nearsightedness. Now, we've known this for some time that kids have been getting more and more nearsighted uh, as of late. Uh, but I can imagine, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of tablet use, you know, it's been becoming more and more prevalent. and. Uh, it's interesting because there's this theory uh, with evolutionary medicine that you know why do we have people that are still, still nearsighted shouldn't that have been you know weeded out uh, but no the th- the idea is that you know people who are naturally nearsighted would be the people gathering berries and being able to pick out the poisonous ones from the ones that aren't right uh, but you know now we have over-the-counter readers we don't need people to be picking out berries right so uh, With, you know, kids, if they're having, you know, progressing prescription, uh, you know, we do have, fortunately, contacts uh, and also medication therapy that can help slow down the rate of nearsightedness. Can you prevent it at all? So I think it's really important that we encourage outdoor play with our kids because if they're outdoors playing, you know, they're not going to be so focused, hyper-focused on, you know, near things for like a tablet or things like that that can, you know, encourage the, the rates of nearsightedness. What's the 20, 20,
1: 20 rule?
2: So that is with uh, computer vision syndrome. So, so many of us, especially when we're working from home uh, or during the pandemic, we're, you know, focusing on our screens, you know, all day. And it can contribute to feelings of eye fatigue, burning, And a lot of times, it's just because when we're focused on something, we're not blinking as often as we should. We're turning off that natural reflex to blink at regular intervals. So we're drying our eyes out. Uh, So every 20 minutes that someone's focusing on a screen or even reading a book, I recommend that uh, someone takes... Uh, 20 seconds to look off in the distance, 20 feet, uh, just to help refocus and, and
1: remember to blink a little bit. I need to remember to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in front of a screen all the time. Digital eye strain. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the symptoms, though, aside from dry eye? So that eye fatigue, uh, feeling like your eyes are
2: really achy, uh, those are those are the biggest ones. However, what I think is really important to to piece out is, you know, some of these patients, uh, they never get an eye exam because they say, oh, I see fine. And then they have this digital eye strain or computer vision syndrome, and uh, they might have an underlying glasses prescription that they don't know about because it's mild. But if that were corrected, maybe that would help improve things. Uh, and also taking the breaks uh, every so often to make sure they can reset, Uh, treating dry eye if they uh, have that as an issue. Uh, And also, I hear a lot about blue light glasses. Everyone asks me, are blue light glasses a thing? Are they going to help uh, protect my eyes? Unfortunately, the data doesn't really suggest that there's truly damaged with this blue light. I do think that there can be a benefit if people have trouble, you know, falling asleep at night because blue light can affect your circadian rhythm, but you know, certainly you don't have to feel pressured to to get upsold for, you know, the blue light filter on your glasses cuz you know, things are very expensive nowadays and if this is an easy place where people can save money, happy
1: to do it. I fell for it every pair of glasses I have has uh, blue light. And then I read the study and I was like, oh my goodness. But you know
2: what, you probably can sleep at night so much better.
1: <laughs> probably, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna like think of that. What about, what about supplements? Because I had an ophthalmologist once tell me, make sure you're taking omega-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so there is some evidence. It's not the strongest evidence, but it is there. And uh, what I tell my patients is, listen, we know omega-3s are good for the heart, so
1: you know, Absolutely, if you want to take it, take it and you know, I hope it helps your dry eye too. I see all these supplements though on the market specific for eyes. Mm-hmm. Are they worth the money? So it really depends on what the person's situation is.
2: So we do have the ARED supplements, uh, which are really helpful for patients with macular degeneration. However, that should be a conversation with your eye doctor to make
1: sure that you're an appropriate candidate or not. You mentioned getting the kids outdoors and, you know, while we're still dealing with some sunlight, you know, at least here in Northeast Ohio, um, how, when do you need to worry about sunlight? What if you're getting more light sensitive? Is that a concern that you should probably go see an ophthalmologist?
2: Yeah. So you know, first I do recommend that people wear uh, sunglasses with UV protection in them when they're out in the sun. It can help slow the progression of certain conditions like cataracts. Uh, but aside from that, you know, if someone is getting more light sensitive, sometimes it can be you know just uh, a natural. Um, Factor, you know, if you have dry eye um, or you know with cataracts, people are going to become, you know, maybe a little bit more sensitive to bright lights. Uh, however, you know, if someone is getting acutely more sensitive to sunlight and their eyes red or they have blurred vision, that could be a sign of something more serious uh, like uveitis going on. So they should get things checked out. Wow, you can actually have what is uveitis? inflammation inside the eye and people get really sensitive to sunlight so uh, if someone has a sudden
1: change in you know their eye condition they should get it checked out. Wow Um, okay we keep saying go get checked out go get checked out how often should I be getting my eyes checked? Great question so uh, it starts out you know when someone
2: is you know getting ready for kindergarten we do you know vision screenings and then you can go from there based off of what is going on. Uh, However once we hit the age 40 we're supposed to be getting annual eye exams at minimum per the american
1: academy of ophthalmology that makes sense because i swear my rocket vision started going when i hit 40 and then all of a sudden Now I need these. Um, Mother nature. (laughs) It's so unfair (laughs) too, you know. Um, So there was another, a recent study indicated that vision or vision issues could also be a link to dementia. Mm -hmm. How does that happen?
2: Yeah, so there definitely needs to be more research into this, but uh, it is very interesting that we're finding a lot of associations between vision loss and dementia. Uh, not only that, but uh, there's also literature supporting that you know just having cataract surgery uh, is associated with a 30% decreased risk of dementia too, and having cataract surgery has a decreased uh, risk of mortality too. So. All the more reason, you know, sometimes we have these conversations with our patients and their families, you know, I really don't want to put grandmother through another surgery just to help her see the TV a little bit better. But really, if we're talking about a quality of life thing where, you know, they may have more years with a sharper mind or even decreased mortality, that's a different conversation
1: altogether. Well, and cataract surgery is so different now than what it used to be, right? Yeah. Is it much easier? Yeah, it's an outpatient surgery. Uh, You know, patients are in and out and uh, most are seeing better the next day. All right, my favorite topic, viral videos, because you know, everybody's not blinking watching these viral videos, but there's one that's out that is maybe an old wives' tale telling people you should use castor oil. It gets rid of glaucoma, cataracts, dry eye. Any truth to this? So, uh, unfortunately, the castor oil is
2: not the next cure-all for all of our uh, ocular ales. Uh, But I do think, you know, for the dry eye patients, you know, if they have uh, a deficiency of oil in their tear film, you know, of course they're going to notice, you know, some improvement if they're getting oil in with castor oil, right? Uh, But we do have oil-based eye drops that can help improve their symptoms as well. So, you know, I'd much prefer, especially with, you know, the recent rash of the artificial tears that were causing, uh, you know, eye infections and vision loss, you know, I want to make sure that people are putting in stuff in their eye that's safe, that's sterile, uh, not, you know, home-based remedies with God knows
1: what in them. I can't fathom putting oil in my eye anyway. That just sounds crazy. All right, final thoughts. What would you like people to, uh, to leave this conversation with?
2: Yeah, so uh, the most important thing is just because it seems like your vision's okay doesn't mean that there isn't something brewing underneath. And so that's why it's really important to have your annual comprehensive dilated eye exam so that we can take a look in the back and make sure there's no glaucoma or something else going on. Because frequently with
1: some of those conditions, you won't notice anything until it's too late. Well, and now the testing today, I I had this, my dad had glaucoma Mm -hmm. and I was tested and they found that I was at high risk 10 years before Mm -hmm. symptoms would even show up. So the technology is, incredible these days? Yeah, we have incredible technology, and if your insurance covers it, there's no reason not to get in and get it looked at. That's a whole other discussion (laughs) we're going to have on another day, but thank you so much. Great insight, as always. Thank you so much for having me. This time of year is cold and flu season, but can certain eye issues affect who should
0: actually get a flu shot? Megan Bragg verifies. Getting your flu shot is a super important step in ensuring you stay healthy during the winter. But WCNC Charlotte viewer Harper E. said they were told if they received a cornea transplant, they shouldn't get the vaccine. They wrote to us, they said, over 20 years ago, I had a cornea transplant. About seven to eight years ago, I was told that taking the flu shot could cause a rejection of my cornea transplant. Is this true or false? Let's get the facts. Our sources are Lee Wiley, MD ophthalmologist at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat and the National Institute of Health. According to the National Institute of Health, the cornea is the most commonly transplanted tissue in the body. The study says while these transplants have very high success rates, rejection is also possible. To ensure a healthy transplant, doctors will give patients immunosuppressants to prevent the immune system from attacking healthy cells by mistake.
3: We know that a vaccine stimulate the immune system, which is our theory on why it may put a transplant patient at a slightly higher risk of rejection. But infections also stimulate the immune system, so we have to keep that in mind as well. Wiley says if a
0: patient has a rejection episode, those are usually treatable. However, if someone gets the flu or COVID infection, you can often end up with a life-threatening illness in certain
3: cases. So overall, we recommend just Getting the vaccine if it's available to you and looking out for the signs and symptoms of rejection.
0: Wiley says the signs of rejection include redness, sensitivity to light, decreased vision and pain. He stresses that anyone could be at risk for cornea rejection, even if they are 20 years out from their transplant.
3: You still have to monitor for rejection. The risk, you know, is once again low but not zero.
0: Wiley suggests patients chat with their local ophthalmologist who could prescribe drops called prednisone at the time of your vaccination to even further lower your risk of rejection.
3: I'm a proponent of getting the vaccine and monitoring the transplant very closely.
0: With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. And in case you missed it, a recall issued on a
1: brand of eye drops due to contamination concerns. Bacteria and fungus were found in Dr. Burns Whole Health products. Now the recall is for the 5% and 15% eye drop solutions, missed 15% solution, and organic castor oil eye drops. The FDA says stop using these products because they could cause serious and life-threatening vision infections. If you've experienced any problems, call your healthcare provider immediately. And before we go, if you're not a huge fan of carrots, well, new research shows there's actually another food that can help you see better. Grapes. Scientists are finding eating just a few handfuls of grapes daily for a few months is an amazing way to keep your eyes healthy. It's because grapes are rich in antioxidants that help keep your eyes fresh and clean. And don't go overboard. But yes, red wine has been shown to have benefits to your eyes as well, including helping to prevent cataracts. But again, drink in moderation because too much can make your vision pretty blurry, if you know what I mean. That's all for this episode of Prescription for Life. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Monica Robbins. We'll be back here next week. And until then, wishing you good health. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah! Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins channel on YouTube. And please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.